NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Boys. Yeah. Hello, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude and get in the shower or we're throwing all your quick gear in, bro. Yeah, I was like, no chance I'm going to follow you. 19th century Pax Britannica. Fuck! We got everything that we asked for. Manus runs, Smith runs, head 99, lion wickets and a Brathwaite 100. Australia start the summer in the perfect manner. What the fuck is going on there in Ralpindi? Now, only you should only be celebrating if you haven't scored 100 in that game. That doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. Crawley runs, Duckett runs, Pope runs, Brooke runs, Babar runs, Mom runs, Shafiq runs, everyone runs. Basball is breaking cricket and Joe Root is batting left-handed. India lose to Bangladesh. What's going on over there? The Australian women are about to head over to India as well for a five-match T20 series. This episode is brought to you by Budgie smuggled as they all are Pez this summer is just all about alphas and alphas are going to alpha and is there a bigger Indian alpha than Saywag <laughs> exactly <laughs> I love that lead in he goes once again just uh, capturing the true colour and dynamism and vibrancy of the thriving cricket world uh, at the moment and yet the number one thing that happened was just again a pretty simple post from Viru yeah, you know, overnight. So if you if you missed it, ladies just a, and gentlemen, just a scorecard, very just simple. A, just a scorecard, very just, simple. Chalk. Thank you, Chris, mate. <laughs> he popped up a scorecard on Twitter last night. May have done it to other uh, platforms as well, but mm. uh, it was a scorecard. And it, I'll just sort of describe it to you. If you haven't seen it, if you're watching on YouTube, maybe we we'll pop that up. Sure. I don't know. Uh, Allianz Cup first test, first innings. You can see at the bottom there's 28 extras. There's 76 overs. The uh, India's batting and they've compiled 404 for the loss of no wicket. You see names like Laxman, Tendulkar, Ganguly, Yuvraj and Dhoni, etc. Uh, and uh, the, the copy that Saywag puts out there is, forget the scorecard, one very interesting thing about this Indian 11. Can you point it out? So yeah. I, I mentioned everything there. Yeah. What I fail to mention is that the two guys batting uh, have some runs against the name. You've got Rahul Dravid, 128 not from 231 balls. You expect that from Rahul Dravid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the poster himself, Verenda Saywag, yeah, what's he, up to? Uh, he has 248 <laughs> not from 242 <laughs> balls. Red. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, he says, yeah. forget the scorecard. Forget the scorecard. Forget the scorecard that I've just posted out where I've made that. 248 yeah. red. 
what's the yeah. one interesting thing yeah. about this Indian team now? Yeah. Uh, obviously, the great cricketer helped amplify that. That's uh, right. On Spread the on message on behalf of Verenda yeah. because it's a wonderful trivia question mm. that he's put out there. It was just asking, can you yeah. point? Can you point it out? What's interesting about this? And, and a lot of people, as you'd expect, uh, re- replied just straight faced. Well, obviously, yeah. the most important thing about this is that every single person in this team has made a hundred. Yeah. And it's like every single isn't that person interesting? Made, is, isn't, isn't it? That so, interesting? You know, and so Viru yeah. actually he he has in good faith asked you to forget the scorecard. Forget the scorecard. If, if, if that's the case, why not just list the team? Yeah, yeah just why, maybe why it's not, a team sheet. Why, why not just put, put yeah. the team sheet? I reckon there was a number of uh, opportunities to yeah. capture simply the team from that game. Yeah. It just so happened that he captured the 248 yeah. red yeah. before telling you to forget the scorecard. That is, yeah, that, I mean, they were lucky. Uh, yeah, he was. He it's was a lucky good that genre, day. isn't it? It's it's perfect. It's, it's building a bit that genre. There's a few other a few others knocking about. Just yeah. really, just a really good classic of like I, I, I'm pretending that I want you to focus on one thing when right. really it just so happens when that happens the uh, the poster tends to have done well in that game. Yeah, you know? there's just this, there's a great we talked to the guys from the Caribbean Cricket Podcast a little bit later on in the show. Um, and you know obviously they uh they had they they famously had some really good plays in the past, mm-hmm. and you know reconciling that with the current situation and you know we've seen that in the same thing with Australia they've also got some great players still in the media and stuff India also great players and that you know they just get this opportunity to actually broadcast you know interesting anomalies about this interesting statistics like how all these guys had a hundred who played this game one time you know now if Bradman had if Bradman had you know a bit of Twitter Uh, a bit of TikTok a bit of Insta yeah he could throw some stats up he had a bit of content to work with didn't he he could congratulate guys like um, you know Manus getting his first uh, hundred in each innings Mm. because you know when I did it for the first time, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Steve Waugh did that as well, you know, after C. Smith sing. Uh, in the ashes, he was like, I remember when I did this. Mm. It's, I, it's a great genre. I, I wonder if Packer ever spoke to Bradman about going into commentary. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, Bradman was in charge of the ACB, just essentially running the show. He could have done whatever he, he wanted. In his highly detailed manner. Mm. Uh, and, and warring with Ian Chappell and stuff like that. But mm-hmm, I wonder if mm-hmm. there was an opportunity for him just to jump into the box. Mm. Fuck, that'd be tough to play in those circumstances, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd find it difficult if, if Bradman had to throw to an ad, though. You know? <laughs> or kind of like sell Tony Gregg's memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or just jump on some Bet365 or yeah. whatever the advertising, uh, you know, broadcast might be for the, for the day, you know. Or if, if Bradman started talking about his, um, his, his fantasy team, his fantasy team for the... Uh, for the big bash, well, you, know? Like, you, you know, like the, the trope of commentary though is like you speak highly of yourself and then you sledge your mates for the, for the little errors that they've made and stuff like that. Now, yeah. Bradman, you could you could go through all sorts of montages with him and go, mm. "Oh, you batted well this day." Mm. Oh, here's your two seventy, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, couple coming in at seven and yeah. stuff like that. But like he'd still he'd still have like Chuck Fleetwood Smith next to him and whatever going like, "How about that one from Holly's, mate? You picked that one, Don." Uh, yeah, just like on a light hundred bands. Yeah. Also, be nice to know what kind of pizza he likes, uh, just generally speaking. Hey, um, last week we were talking about teas, pairs, and Liam wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey, lads, just listen to this week's pod and then confirm the date and confirm that this year's uh, tea is actually BYO for lower grades. Yuck. For me, being the skipper of our fives, Grim, I find this especially annoying because as the average age in fifth grade is now around 16, the tea is usually superb. Uh, anyway, use this how you will, but yeah, essentially tea, no tea in lower grades now. What I, I want to learn more. Uh, this is a scourge. This is this is a. So when he says T is BYO, I mean it's always been BYO, but it's mm. been for the smorgasbord. Mm. It's never. So he's saying like it's just individual. That's what he's suggesting, yeah. right? You just do it for yourself. Like you eat whatever you want for tea. It's not. It's not the idea of community. I wonder. I mean, other sledge I, I, opposition I, I, teas. I wonder why. I, I really want. I want to know more about this. Uh, it's it, not a COVID it, thing, is it? 
Can't be. Surely not for getting everybody together. I mean, we already went through the fact the ball's a vector of disease. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's more on that later. Mm. <laughs> um, hey, uh, a shout-out to all the people who came to our um, our show in Perth yeah. on – tell me what day of the week that was, mate. Thursday? One of those. Uh, absolute belter. We had yeah. a great time. Great to have Ashton, uh, Ashton Turner on stage. <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> oh, we both did it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Asked the questions are about him being Ashton Agar. <laughs> great to have Ash Turner on stage and a special guest also joined us. He was just in the crowd. Uh, just coincidentally, uh, we had Marcus Steiner there join us on stage. So uh, that was absolutely fantastic. And thank you to everyone who enjoyed uh, enjoyed the show and came along to the show and uh, said nice things and uh, shook hands afterwards. Yeah. Now we've got complete, the- complete sellout. And thanks to everyone also who were, wasn't sure whether or not to laugh at the JL gear. <laughs> <laughs> Still Same not really sure how they felt yeah, there. That's right. very, much, very much a home game for, yeah. uh, for, that, for that one there. So uh, we've got Cal Ferguson joining us on stage on Saturday in Adelaide. Tickets are still available at greycricketer.com, as is all of our merch, including the Adam Zampa Club, the Get Rarer merch collab, the, the lids there uh, with, with Zamps. Greycricketer.com for your live show tickets. Tickets still available for Adelaide this Saturday and Brisbane the following Sunday. I want you there. I need you there. Well, I should say, you can't say this. He goes, was on fucking fire in Perth. <laughs> um, it, was a spe- it was a special show for He goes, if he's bringing that to the other live shows, oh then God. you, you want to be there. Oh no, I, I was enjoying it as a crowd <laughs> on stage. Uh, and I said one thing, which was the worst thing I've ever said. Yeah, but you got to shoot, you know. Kevin you Durant shoot. shoots. got to shoot. you hey, got to shoot. Well, the worst thing is i got to laugh for it. So I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to reconcile with that next time. Uh, but let's you just got hope that one laugh for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But let's hope that never comes up again. Anyway, but that's the sort, you know that sort of thing is going to happen if people ah. want to censor a sense of the live shows. Yeah, it gets it gets very much into like you know like grade cricketer territory, as in like pretend like just being a grade cricketer on stage. And you know it's not at the end of the show when people have had a couple of lagers uh, to say yeah. the least, or to put it mildly, uh, a couple of questions come forth, and um, somebody asked, he goes. Uh, about the time he spoke about hooking up with a deaf bird, uh, and uh, it just kind of went from there. Now we don't have to answer. Like where that doesn't need to into. come up every show. I'm just saying, if you yeah. want a flavour, oh, yeah, of where yeah, it yeah. gets towards the a little end, flavour, flavour. Yeah, and we don't want more questions about that. Obviously, that's now going to happen at every live yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> now that I've said that, you can keep rehearsing your response <laughs> and grooving it because <laughs> you've got to try some stuff. Well, that's on why stage. comedians go out on the road. And they they sort of groove the material, just see what works in different cities, different places, the inflection on certain parts of the job. How much we're going to hit that punchline, yeah, you know? I'd like you to see. I'd like you to do that joke in front of some of our guests as well. <laughs> They're next to jail. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Adelaide, Adelaide will be good. Last time Adelaide, we did Adelaide, uh, yeah. it, it has to be a matinee because of mm. the night games. But people yeah. are in there uh, going pretty hard, pretty yeah. early. So oh. we want to see there in the same spirit, Adelaide. They're fucking great fun. Uh, looking forward to seeing those people. They've already got tickets. But if you want to come along and you're on the fence. So you're playing cricket or you think you are, fuck that off. Greatcricketer.com. Come along to Adelaide and Brisbane. All right. Um, Australia and the West Indies. Obviously, you can get all of our dailies uh, at the end of each day's play on YouTube. Or if you just listen to TJC instead of watch our shit, you can get it at patreon.com forward slash greatcricketer, as well as hashtag AskTJC Fridays, where we talked about skinning people and then wearing them as suits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> last week. Okay. Um, just, hit, just hit some top line points here, Pez. Uh, Manus is player of the match. He hit a double turn. He also hit a, a, a century in the second innings. Um, there were some Smith runs. They just couldn't get him out. West Indies only took six wickets for the game. Travis Head somehow failed to hit 99. Miraculously, that was sort of the highlight of the game. 
uh, in many ways. But, um, you know, uh, Marnus, eight test centuries now. I think all of them have been at home. I can't think of an away hundred for Marnus. I'm sure people already know the statistic if that's if that is the case, but um, but uh, oh fuck, it's good. It's good in Perth. It's mm. good in Australia. It it just really makes Australia a very very tough team to beat at home, except when we play India when we've lost them twice. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> in, of the last two series, uh, we we had a wish list before the game, and it yeah. was essentially fulfilled by this very good Australian cricket team. Now things are getting existential when it comes to the you know the topic du jour of, yeah. of cricket. Like, and I want to talk about care. that, but I want to talk about the game first. Yeah, uh, so so it's a ro- rolling it on like you know to me like sometimes sometimes cricket's just on you know and sometimes one team's better than the other team and it's just a game of cricket between consenting adults and and that's what that's what happens that's what Mm. happened in this game it Mm. was it largely went according to script a couple of things here and there like i i welcomed it to be honest i welcomed the understandable rhythm the familiarity of it i I welcome the australian team being good Uh, just as an adult i i don't have to turn on my tv and be exposed to like the latest blockbuster in entertainment that grips me at the edge of my seat Mm. at all costs and all times it's just a game of test cricket that was on where team you know our our team was good and they're they're, they're doing pretty good guys getting master you know come 200 Wickets, you know, Marnus, right. 300 runs for the game. Steve Smith undefeated on 220 runs exactly, which yes. is good for him and his sleep. You know, Nathan Lyon bowls us the victory with a 6 for in the fourth innings, you know, which is something you start to do a little bit more. It's just, you know, head 99, breezy, gives mm. us something to talk about. Steve Smith's catching the ball. It's just good things happening. Mate, and it's, it's, and it's okay. Like, it's just great. Australia's got 15 tests this year and, like, they, they seem to get progressively harder as you, as you go through and uh, they've just started well and that's nice. There's going to be a lot – there's going to be some bumps ahead. Yeah. That was good. I thought the Windies put up a good fight yep. as well, which is what we need. Like, exactly, uh, you yeah. Know, I, I welcomed the ceasefire between generations of Australian players yep. ahead of this game. That They actually yep. linked arm to patronise the opposition. Right. Uh, which was good. They can all link arms and go like, okay, the slip stagger's wrong. Windies are bowling the wrong length. Yep. Oh, a couple of them are plucky. Yep. You know, what grade would they play here? Right. It was it was just it was just three, four, five days of mm. like, mm, I, I understand this. Yeah. I, I would love to I'd love to get a pulse on the nation or you know, just a feeling of like if, if cricket started and summer started for us. Because for me, it really did start, you know. Sure, mm. sure there was a, you know, a global tournament beforehand. And indeed, one ha- happening in the same time over there in... Uh Qatar. <laughs> I was thinking Bahrain. So that's not right. That's not right at all. Um, but you know, I just had I've just had a wonderful weekend. You know, and like obviously the you know the Perth trip aside, we're obviously lucky enough to go there uh, for a day. Yeah, be, but be at the ground for a day, which is be, already a memory. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. But you know, just just for me, and look, it's it's buttressed by the weather here in Melbourne, which was nice for the weekend. Obviously, now it's fifteen degrees and raining here, and wearing jumpers again, and and all that. But like. You know, it's just been on for me this week. I haven't mm. watched every ball. I haven't felt like I needed to watch every ball. I had a nap yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. You know, miss mm. miss miss the end. It doesn't mm. doesn't really matter. Mm. I was walking in that rooms as I was saying during the dailies, mm. and I was just looking at scores and I just recognised the names and the numbers. It, mm. it, it made me feel very good. I really enjoy Brathwaite's hundred as well. Yep. Which which also to your point, it just you, you need you need one player to do something good, which is like mm. see they were trying. Nice spell from Azari Joseph at one point. Yes, you know, oh yes. that's through the chest. That's nice. I think Seals looks fantastic, especially yeah. the first innings. Really good, really lively. You know all these things in a slightly condescending manner, which mm. is like yeah, but you know against our boys, you know just a little bit of class above, a little bit of class of above. Stuff. Now Brathwaite's Brathwaite scored of the um, last eleven hundred scored by West Indies player. Um, Brathwaite's got all of them. Yep. Uh, as an open up, so um, uh, it's uh, and also captain is fantastic. It's really good. So you know that aside, blah blah blah. Well, Australia's obviously failed to target the captain there. 
They didn't target yeah. the captain. Why like didn't they, they used target to. him? You know, they used to do that. Yeah. They used to target the captain. Now, come what did that come, mean? Come they used to try and bat, get him out. Uh, as a target on him. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, something different in the US. <laughs> well, I think Pidgeot did used to do a bit of target practice. Uh, <laughs> he was. You're right. He used to target the captains. And, and come, come, know. come to think of it, that was, it was quite, actually a threat. That's right. That should have been investigated. Targeting those elephants. <laughs> um, anyway, so my point being that I just had a great weekend. Uh, yeah. It was a great weekend and the, and the cricket was on and, yeah, okay, 42,000 people there, et cetera. But, um, but, uh, but that's all good. Um, Lions six foot at the end there. Now, obviously, they didn't have Cummins um, to bowl in the fourth innings. He was on the field, but when he was, like, chasing the ball and it was, it was ginger, mm. it was, like, and then, uh, at the end, and then he sort of went to stop the boundary when, when he just was running alongside it mm. and stuff. Uh, it, was, it was uncomfortable for him. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to be okay for, for Adelaide. But, um, but, but Lions, six for an important role. They had, well, they gave him five sessions to bowl the West Indies out, and they used all of them. Um, but uh, but Lyon takes six for six for one twenty something. He went past Ashwin now again, so now he's eighth in the all time list. But it's, it's just a, it's so he's fucking, better than Ashwin now. So now he's better than Ashwin now, and it's just fucking heaps of wickets. But to your point, uh, to to the points, all bowlers now over two hundred wickets. All four of them over two hundred Test match wickets. That's um. That's unbelievably rare. I'm sure there's stats going around if that's ever happened before, but there wouldn't be no, too many it hasn't, times. It's never happened before. All played at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fuck. That's amazing. It's amazing, but it also makes me ask, like, how come we haven't been the best in the world for ages? Because it's like, well, I mean, we were talking about this this morning. So, Steve Smith is is you know he's he's one of the fifteen players that's been the best since Bradman. Um, Marnus eight Test centuries, wonderful at home. Dave Warner is an all time great. How many Test hundreds have Warner got? It's more than twenty. Mm. Um, and then you've got guys, uh, you know, guys around that who are also pretty good. Um, but it's just I, I've been saying this for a while. It just feels like always been like an almost team. Well, now's the time. I mean, this yeah. is really there. This is this mm. is the time to uh, put the cherry on top of all of that stuff. If they if they can somehow uh, succeed over in India and England, then they they do manage, I think, to kind of cr- uh, justify the potential, mm. uh, which is really. <laughs> Shows how high the standards are, really. You can never really win in Australian cricket. I mean, these are guys who've all played 100 tests and have un- have amassed unbelievable records. Mm. It's like they're a bit unders at the moment uh, for, for, for their achievements. Yes. In- England, for me, is the is the winnable one, I suppose. Like, mm. I, 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 there's, there's, more, there's more lineage of Australian players playing in England. We understand the conditions a little bit better. I think India is so far. You know, like, obviously, Steve Waugh's team was the final frontier team. I mean, they didn't win it then under Ponting slash Gilchrist was actually the captain mm. when Australia did win there. You look at like what those wickets were like when Australia actually won there. They made fucking green seamers. Like you're just never going to see that again in India. So like that actually like sort of strengthened Australia's um, chances in that mm. series, you know. Um, but uh, so I, I think India's like absolutely no danger of us winning a series there. But England's the one for me. Like you, you got to win in the way Ashes. Win, win the away Ashes. I mean, that's championship final as well. That's obvious. Yeah. yeah, that's that's obvious. But you know, given that New Zealand won the first one, it's like, well, does it even does this thing even mean anything? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I want them to win the away Ashes. That that's that's what I want. And then I'll say, okay, this is this is this is top tier test nation. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean we didn't have the opportunity to complain throughout this game. I mean, I'm already complaining. Manus 300, got lucky. You know, Smith 220 unbeaten on as many as Manus. Also hip issues. Mm. You know, Travis Head was breezy. Uh, not a century though. Nathan Lyon, six for, wrong line. 
Bob the wrong line. <laughs> yeah. Once again, wide. The, the old Nathan line, Bob on the wrong line gear. Yeah. Uh, still ends up with six. Just yeah. got a feeling he, he, he has half a clue about what he's doing. Yeah. Sort of knows uh, where he's trying to put it. Yeah. No, just get it outside the eye line, just on off stump, just, yeah. just and just spin it back in, hitting the top yeah. of off. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Easy for some. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, and I also noted that uh, – in the papers this morning, um, this is Crash Craddock, story journalist in Australian, mm-hmm. uh, in Australian cricket and sport. But uh, you know, the Winston wasn't good enough. The Craddock's article started with Australia's attack was near perfect, uh, but the headline read: "Only thing missing in great Australian attack." You know, yeah. and that was wheels. Well, okay. we, want, we want more wheels. Okay. Uh, so then the selectors have delivered that. Now? Yes. Yes. Uh, we, do you want to get into that? Yeah. Yeah, got, yeah. Yeah. So so news hot off the press as we go to where that. Um, Australia has selected as backup to Cummins, and I suspect some other other quicks as well. Uh, both Michael Nisa, but more importantly now because he's an old toy, uh, Lance Morris, mm-hmm. the wild thing. Don't mm-hmm. even know if he's called that, right. but he bowls one fifty clicks yeah, okay. uh, plus okay. WA leading wicket taker in mm-hmm. Shield this year. Uh, I've had a look at it; it's mm. fucking wheels. Okay. He's got sunken mad eyes, yep. and his hair's like Dita Brummer, and his pomp. Okay. Uh, with respect, okay, uh, to DB there. Um, now, is that going to cause a bigger issue? Because you know we we know that people aren't turning up because they don't know who's in the team. So no, is that going to cause more issues, mate? No, I don't. I, I think it's. I think that analysis is wrong. We'll go into the analysis of why cricket's wrong again. Uh, <laughs> uh, why, why it's going wrong? But um, no. This look. This is what they needed. You know, like no one's no one's willing to say this because we, we say this every game. We've got the best bowling attack in the world. Blah blah blah. No one's ever been better, etc. But it is that old. It is that old adage that I, I'm saying as an information exchange. You have a hot woman, but someone will say, you know, someone's tired of fucking her. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Someone else will say that. I don't yeah. say that. No, no, no. You've I just heard that from that. one of your I've friends. I've heard yeah. that. And I think we feel that nation feels the same way about our bowlers. Yes, yes. I just recognise the names too much. Though I don't know who's playing, but I recognise all the team. Hazelwood's Amble, Stark coming in, swinging it. I've, I appreciate mm. it, but I've seen it before. I've been married to this for a long yeah, time. yeah. yeah. You know, and you can't so, get back. You can't get going back to the same video. You need something new and to find the perfect video. That, that's exactly right. Like uh, Steve Waugh's team knew this. They they had McGrath, Gillespie, Casper. Yeah, yeah. They had a car, you know, Andrew Bickle, a car yeah. drive support quicks. Yes, but they took one look at Brett Lee and said, "Look at that blonde <laughs> thing. Let's get that in." <laughs> We're fucking winning. You know what I mean? And and I th- and I see similar <laughs> yeah. rhythms with Lance Morris. Right, like he's not a right, young right. tearaway. Yeah, I don't think he's a young tearaway, but he's a tearaway nonetheless. Give me a tearaway. Yeah, and. I think more people. I'll tune in now. So, like, what's that toy? Yes. You know? Okay. Okay. So, I'm. But and because it, it's it needs to be raw though. Because remember how it needs to be raw. You know, we've seen in the past where guys have performed very ably and you know a, a, a top tier in Sheffield mm. Shield, and you think these guys have got to get a game. Yeah. And then they bowl about two or three deliveries. You go no. Nah. Exactly. I've Ste- seen so enough. Stekities, no. Stekities, your nieces. Your nieces. This is extremely unfair. I mean, yeah. Nisa, Jai, Jai Richardson. Who, uh, he's got. There's a mm-hmm. bit about him as well. Uh, he, Chad took, he took Pfeiffer in Adelaide last year against England, you know. Yeah. But he didn't play at the MCG and take six for like Bowling. You know, when I first saw Bowling, Bowling's first spell, we, we learned yeah. afterwards that he was incredibly nervous. But yeah. I, saw, I saw that first spell and I was like, nah. <clears throat> now, now he goes and does what he does on, on you know, the, the following day. Yeah. I, yeah. And look, one of the all-time great memories of Boxing Day test matches. But I had a look at it first and I thought, not for me. Exactly. That's not for me. Now, Boland will come in for Cummins. Yes. Uh, I think the, Cummins will play. Come, oh, I don't, Cummins, I don't Cummins, think he will. Cummins has said that he'll be fine, yeah. but I don't know what that means. He might have just been, <laughs> might have just been talking to him like existentially. Well, I think that if you have a backup paceman in Boland and then you fly in two extra replacements uh, and there's no other... There'll be um, some rotation. Well, there's, I'm, I've got a feeling they might 
do even more than two, you know, or more, and Warner more than captain. One. That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. And, well, and you know, and we all know that, that the next game or next series is more important than the current one. So Australia's already won this series now yeah. by doing what they've done in this first yeah. game, despite it being a two-match series. But yeah. uh, but the, it is five test matches in five weeks, given the South Africa series starts immediately afterwards in Brisbane and then Boxing Day and then the New Year's test, of course. So um, a couple of rotations needed, given how much cricket these guys play, except they haven't played any cricket, because I only started watching now, so that actually doesn't really make any sense. That's right. What do they do for the rest of the year? Lots of conversation. <laughs> Lots of conversation about only 42,000 people turning up to Perth uh, to Optus Stadium there over the five days. It turns out that's actually the exact average or nearly the exact average um, for West Indies series or West Indies test matches played in that city. So um, so, so why is no one there? Is it because they're off the team? Oh, they're not winning hard well, enough. Did Australia win hard enough in this game? Well, no. And and also Cummins took the knee. So and if you I actually, forgot they took the knee. Yeah, yeah that was so a big turn off. If you put those two things together... I'll never watch this then, team again. That's right. I shout into the fucking comment section. <laughs> yeah, all in caps. I don't know, man. Uh, like, it, that's what everyone wants to talk about. Like, I think... Our, our summer used to be very understandable. A very defined circadian rhythm. You yes. know, footy, cricket... Long f- and then you know what two forms, yep. long form and short into form into the uh, Benson and Hedges series. Exa- exactly, <laughs> sponsored by cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> that was what it was. You Luckily, know? they sort out the ethical issues of, of advertising mm. these days. But we, we, we are we are like species, you know, like we have been conditioned to that rhythm, circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Heaps of forces have changed it. The internet, fragmented entertainment, underinvestment in Test cricket, investment in domestic franchise cricket, paywalling the white ball side, Cummins taking the knee. These are all things. That have actually taken, a, you know, have, have mm. disrupted our rhythm, mm-hmm. our sleep, mm-hmm. our sleep cycles for cricket. Uh, I think the Oz Australian public care about cricket, uh, but I just think they're getting fucking smashed with more content from all angles than ever before. Uh, I think the business of sport has warped our experience of what we are used to seeing in the summer. Like Absolutely. Look, look at um. You know, look at News Corp and AFL with the Socceroos the other day. Like, if you want any example of how, like, the business of sport disrupts just what's actually happening, Mm. then look at that. So, for people who didn't catch that, the front page of the Herald Sun yesterday after Australia, the Socceroos reached the highest of heights as we ever have in football, and thus you'd have to say one of the greatest things we've ever attained on a global sporting stage. The Mm -hmm. front page was the round one fixture dropping for the AFL, you know, which is a like a combination of the AFL and News Corp hand in hand, you know, one is protecting the interests of its sport. The other one is a is a not is a media company that doesn't own the rights to football, um, but owns the rights to footy uh, to, to to the Aussie rules. Mm-hmm. Saying this is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I just think, um, you know, like the fact that you can have a Socceroos team uh, be seen by a, pa- a supposed paper of record uh, as a threat to profits the day they nearly fucking go toe to toe with Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, should explain to people how, like, uh, you know, that the the economic drives of sport and the public's relationship to the game are really out of sync. And Mm. I think the same is happening with cricket. We expect cricket Mm -hmm. to be on in the summer, but there's all this other business shit going on around it that is, like, making it a very strange existence. So, as you say, like, it's the same amount of people who turn up to Perth as always turn up Mm -hmm. to to an Australia Windies game. But for some reason, the public feel – and they're right – feels like there's something off about cricket at yeah. the moment. It's not – It's it, there's weird shit happening. Yeah. Uh, and it needs strong leadership to actually bring the public along with the journey of what's actually happening with cricket. 
there is that experience of there is there is something in the mind about something something is happening with mm, cricket, mm. but they're, they're being tu- like the conversation seems to be steered in these really weird directions, which are like it's this one thing. Like we're all just seeking these like clear binary answers of why why the thing is happening. Like, do we not like the players? Is it mm. the is it the woke stuff? Is like how come no one's turning up? Is it because mm. and it has to be one? Is it because it's winter? It's, it's not it's not cricket season yet. And like, like what happens in this test match is just what happens in a test match. Mm. Cricket, like, but we were conditioned in this thing was like, no, I get this like 30 seconds thirst trap on TikTok and that's how I enjoy entertainment now. Whereas test cricket is a thing of like what I've experienced this weekend. Like you just walk in and out of rooms and it's on. It's a, it's a never ending symphony mm. that you just come in and out of a different part. You don't need to be glued to it. That's just how cricket's always been. There's the same amount of people turn up this game as there's always been, but it's like, no, there's something not right. Yeah. And there is something not right. It is changing. And I think Australia is just catching up to that. There's all these, there's, there's lots of conversations from different media outlets and different journalists trying to figure out what this is. Um, and, and then I suppose it's also heightened because of our T20 uh, World Cup being in October, which is which is a very unusual time for cricket to be to be on, and this global event. And look how many Indian people turn up to the MCG yeah. to watch Zimbabwe. Wasn't a problem for them. Wasn't a problem for them. And uh, and 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 look at all these like pop up franchise tournaments happening as well. Test what's happening in Test cricket? How come the West Indies is shit? Well, the West Indies is shit because the big three have like hoarded all the money mm. for years. At the same time that T Twenty cricket is just taking over because of the commercialism mm. and and capitalism of cricket generally mm. being like, well, there's no money in Test cricket. Mm. It's 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 interesting, and it's all sort of a, it's a it's a, maybe it's a confluence of factors. Um, no, no, all, it has all, to be it, one thing. I still all, think it's the knee. <laughs> it's the linter energy stuff. I actually defend gas companies. That's, that's sort of my that's sort of my gambit. That's sort of what I'm about. Well, they've gone woke and they've gone broke. Once again, <laughs> I've just got a feeling Cummins' cash position is not broke. <laughs> just, if, I, if, I, if I had to have a guess, yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's. Uh, it, it is it is interesting if if nothing else anyway the 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 uh, the team rolls on to Adelaide now so it's a three day turnaround between test matches um, and they've got to travel across half the country but I, I do think I'll, test match. I'll, I'll need Lance Morrison now and uh, because there's whispers about him okay. there's been whispers has about him has he been taking polls in the shield I don't know anything he's about him he's a leading wicket taker in oh, sorry shield. you said that you said yeah, that he's leading uh, wicket taker 27 polls okay but but more important than yeah, the polls that, is, is it? it's the oral tradition it's the whispers right there's been whispers about him for a couple of years and if you if you have a look at it on YouTube, it is wheels and it looks oh. like wheels. The, the the action feels a bit raw as well. Mm. Uh, so just get that in. Does get it look like he could hurt himself? Is it that kind of raw action? You know, yeah, like early, yeah, like early Cummins was like snapping into the crease. Tate looked like he was going to yeah. hurt himself. Yeah, is it is it stresses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I want. It looks Some like he could get himself a couple wild stresses. bareback shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of my perfect wife, you know. Like, I, oh. give me the girl with the dragon tattoo. Give me that shit. You can go harder than that, but yeah, um, yeah. So, I, you know, get get us Lance Morris. Let's have a look at a new toy. Get us Boland and Morris, and maybe um, maybe Starkey and 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 Lyon and the bin lid can wheel away. From yeah, okay. The, yeah, because Stark's record with the pink ball is fucking yeah. sensational. So, I want that for him. Um, as well, he'll obviously be encroaching 300 test wickets. Um, he's on 290 something at the moment, mm. so he's heading towards that that uh, that milestone there. Um, for the West Indies, they got they got some issues as well. They got Roach, Mayers, and Bonner, or with uh, or with some injury cloud or concussion cloud, if I can call it that. But um, you know what? We thought we should speak to some experts. Just as this this right here is two experts talking. So we spoke to, we spoke mm. to the guys from the Caravan Cricket Podcast. It's a great podcast, uh, and we spoke to the boys. Uh, as so we'll get to them in a moment's time. But before then, Pez, Budgie Smuggler has supported TJC for years and years and years. 
and now, well, not not now. They've always been supporting the public as well. But you know, summer's here, so it feels like you know it's all part of it. The best thing about budget smuggler in the like in the kind of theme of what we've just been talking about, we have a perfect wife, but we want something wild from time to time. Right, budget smuggler's been the perfect wife vis a vis our sponsorship apparatus. Uh, but, uh, but now we want something but, else. But now we want something wild, and they can provide that too. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So they've got, they got a new drop. They got a new service. drop. This is the Lance Morris collection. No, they, they've <laughs> they've got new underwear, new party shirts, golf shirts. There's a bit of golf gear now with, yeah. with Budgie Smuggler. Yeah. Uh, Christmas jumpers, stubbies, bucket hats. Three new styles for women, mm-hmm. uh, and we had three women at our live show, so. Uh, that was good. And about a trillion uh, spicy new smuggling designs. So everything's <laughs> new. They've gone through. They, they deliver so much value to you all the time. They gave you the – there was the uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing, 20% off, deluxe. They yeah. have $100 plus orders uh, and a couple of vouchers there. But now you've got some new designs to get around, and it in turn will get around you. Uh, you can get uh, 20% off using the code CHAMP, maybe, uh, at budgiesmuggler.com. I reckon go to the website and you'll see that there's other codes there where you can get some deals. So I'm just, yeah. it's, just it's codes deluxe, it's values deluxe, <laughs> value, and values deluxe, knowing Linny yeah. uh, at budgiesmuggler.com. All right, this chat with the Caravan Cricket Podcast is, uh, well, I suppose it's brought to you by T20 Stars. So just flicking through T20 Stars' website, yeah. Pez, as is my want, as mm-hmm. you know, top headline, fast, free shipping yeah. and returns. And I was just also seeing here that uh, T20 Stars is a great range here, but it's as featured on Daily Telegraph, Herald Sun, news.com.au, but also the first one there, the great cricketer. Was that, that, is that at the top? That's at the top. That's, that's oh, number one. That's, that's the first name on the team yeah, sheet, TGC. Hey, look, T20 Stars knows. <clears throat> Watto knows. He's a wise man, Watto. I was reading a quote here from his website. Ready to be every bowler's worst nightmare? The T20 Stars bat shape is based on the very bat I used between 2016 and 2020. Expect a bat that picks up beautifully with a very generous sweet spot for incredible p- p- performance. I guarantee it. And you know what, Pez? He can guarantee it, Shane Watson, because as we said, his mitts are all over it. Watto's well, got a few levels in this regard because like, he, uh, the thing I love about Watto post-career is that like, if you listen to our show and get him basically on any media that he trusts, like mm. he's just a lovely, wonderful person full yeah. of wisdom he's very genial yeah. he's very other person focused uh, at, uh, the, at the backstage uh, at the backstage a backstage mm. of um um the perth show i was talking to stoinis mm. and he was fucking raving about what yeah he said, everyone he said, all he said, players rave about he him. said uh, he said that um except pup he's <laughs> not that we've spoken to him just guessing <laughs> Haven't heard anyone said anything. He's sort of been <laughs> yeah, erased. Um, Stoinis was saying like he was fucking great to him yeah. when he came into the side, and I can believe that. Yeah, because he's been great to us. Yeah, that's nice. And now so, we're being great to the but, fans. But, but he has, but he has levels. Like when we talked to Faf the other day, right? And he was like, he turned Faf turned around. What I was giving to him he was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you read Watto's, um, <laughs> Watto's book as well that he's just put out. He's actually going through his like psychological profile. I think when he's playing grade cricket, he used to take notes. And one right. of, and what of one of those what those things on field was just it was I can't remember the exact words, and I probably should get it right. But it was it was about uh, like he talking a lot and chipping a lot. You know, like he's 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 got a level. So when he says, yeah, there, okay, what, what's yeah. that? What's that line there? Be every bowler's worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. That is how Watto would go on the field. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Your worst fucking yeah, nightmare yeah, yeah. championship and a wonderful person off the field and entrepreneur. Exactly. Uh, so you can get all of that value at t twenty stars dot com. Here they here they are. Here are the boys. 
couple of weeks ago, some words started coming through the internet around a potential <laughs> crossover between the grade cricket and the Caribbean cricket podcast. Now, these are a couple of boys that we've admired from afar for a little while, but finally we've got them on and I've already pre-warned them that they're going to get ignorant questions from a big three nation that they've probably explained before and is extremely annoying for them. But um, without further ado, a huge introduction to Michelle Santoki from the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Boys, welcome to the Grad Cricketer. Uh, pleasure, guys. Pleasure to be on, you know. Uh, looking looking forward to the the kind of crud you're going to throw at us and uh, <laughs> we hope we, 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 we can keep pace with you. <laughs> uh, you you'll, you'll be fine. Interesting. Okay, so you took the first answer there, Michelle. Okay, so I'm getting the dynamic. Uh, no, it's just it's funny. We've never interviewed two people before as well, but... um. You boys, you boys were a lockdown podcast, weren't you? That's where it got started. And just listening to a couple of interviews you guys have done before, I note that you say you were keen to tell like the tale of modern West Indies cricket. Now, given all we want to know about is um, ancient West Indies cricket, uh, why did you want to uh, immediately do something that wouldn't succeed? <laughs> well, yeah, so basically just to sort of answer your question, we were just sort of sick of, you know, the whole ever of people referring to the you know the Clive Lloyd Viv Richards ever and sort of acting as if West Indies cricket sort of ended at that point so me and Michelle essentially said you know what there's interesting stories that have happened in the last 20 years in West Indies cricket why don't we tell them and it turns out we were probably the only people telling them because the podcast has sort of taken off during lockdown as you said and we've uh, we feel like we've given a platform and a spotlight to sort of the current generation of West Indian players who have sort of been burdened with this kind of comparison to the golden generation of the 70s and 80s. And we, we sort of just, we use the podcast to sort of tell their story. Oh, I mean, you had so many great players, though, didn't you? Like, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Whispering Devs. Oh, so, yeah. you know, Chief Viv was good, yeah. wasn't he? I went to Brian Lara's 100 the SCG that time. Oh, let's talk about that again. Um, let's talk about current. Let's talk about the current game that's just happened at the, the Perth game and then I was into the Adelaide test. I mean, like from an Australian perspective, like it just ticked every box we ever wanted, you know, Marnus, double hundred, Smith couldn't get out, you know, Nathan Lyon, wickets. Um, but from the West Indian perspective, like how was the, how did you guys reflect on the first game? I think to be fair, most the, 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 the kind of rational West Indians you speak to, of which there aren't many anymore, but of the, the rational West Indians you speak to will say, you know what, that was actually a solid performance. And <laughs> I say that, I say that almost thinking it, it sounds pitiful because I'm well aware that as Australians, you're like, well, that, that was pretty rubbish. <laughs> but, from our, but from our perspective, that was battling and nobody would have expected the test match to go to five days. And I know some people say, well, that's because Australia batted for a long time and scored mammoth totals. But fundamentally, such is the disparity now between the two sides that you would have thought before the, the test series that both matches would end inside three days. Um, I, I think we might get that. You might get that wish in Adelaide, but, um, <laughs> but it was a, it, it, it was um, impressive to see us actually show some level of fight and not let Australia have it all their own way. We're going to get into like annoying stereotypes and tropes a little bit later, but like, uh, all <laughs> oh, I am, I was speaking of the Royal Wee. Oh, okay. Right. Cricket exists, but like, uh, I didn't bring any stereotype questions. <laughs> um, you know, like it, it'll be really easy to cast the West Indies performance and, and their general presence here in Australia at playing test cricket as like this, um, 
I, I guess something that is always going to disappoint because it's not what it used to be. But the truth is that West Indies are playing some pretty decent mm. test cricket, uh, you know, relative to the recent past and also relative to England here last year. Uh, you know, you guys mm. gave us a game much better than the other blokes did last year. Uh, can, can you just run us through where West Indies test cricket is at? More in terms of performance, I don't want to get into like structural stuff yet, uh, but in the, la- in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, it's, it's been ironic considering we're a cricketing nation who, you know, has sort of been stereotyped as giving up test cricket for the riches of T20 cricket. At the moment, the longest format is our strongest format. Under Phil Simmons, we've been formidable, particularly at home. And we've sort of built like a, a core of players coming through, Carl Mayers and Kruma Bonner, Joshua De Silva and recently Tejna Ryan Chandipal in, in this Australia series, who have shown potential star performances. And as, as we saw earlier this year in the series against England and then uh, we one 2 nil against Bangladesh, we have been tough to beat in Test cricket. So, I mean, to put it into perspective, in terms of our expectations, me and Michelle had been petitioning the ICC that if West Indies did take this test into day three, we should just automatically get the World Test Championship points just for taking it that far. <laughs> so the fact we've managed to make it to day five has exceeded any expectations we could have possibly had heading into this series. Um, one of the great um, parts of Australian myopia is that we get to see players do it on our shores. Now, Craig Brathwaite is just at his 11th test hundred. He had a fantastic game, 60 in the first innings, 110, I think it was in the second innings, 11 test hundreds, captain of the side, long-term performer, but it's the first time that we've seen him do it here. So that means he's a brand new player. Um, but but it's, um, he's been, can you guys talk about his, his sort of journey? And he's actually been a remarkable player for a number of years now, hasn't he? Yeah, most definitely. And the, the weirdest thing is Craig's only 30. Mm. And it it shows how long he's been in the game. He made his test debut at 19. And I always joke and say that Craig probably, well, not it's not even a problem. He is our best batter. But one of the reasons I believe he's our best batter is he's the only player in that squad to have played with the last set of quote unquote good players. We, we had. So Craig would have debuted when Chris Gell was still playing, Shiv Shandapur was still playing, uh, Darren Bravo when he was good was still playing. Mm. Um, so Craig kind of started at a time when it was still possible to learn from players who had been there and done that. Now the current generation who come into the side essentially have to look at Craig Brathwaite as the one player who has been there and done that and got test entries all around the world, etc. So if anything, his career, his career arc now has him as the senior statesman who the rest of the players have to learn from in order to understand how to crack test cricket, so to speak. So it, it it's actually perfect that he is now the captain because he is the best, he is the best batter in the side. Uh, 11 test hundreds all around the world in different conditions. A lot of our commentators, though, will be saying that because it was against Australia in Australia, it must be his best test century ever. You guys would have to agree with that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Of course I have to agree with that. I was hoping he wouldn't because when the commentator said, I think what they mean to say is it's the only one uh, they've seen. Uh, I was going to say, like, there's there's this issue in Australian cricket at the moment where although our team is going – quite well relatively uh they're always in the shadow you know of the golden generation and the golden generation often casts an outsized shadow over the conversation in australian cricket you know nothing that the guys do at the moment is ever enough the way they go about it the way they talk their social or political values it's always under scrutiny against the backdrop of the greatest team ever now 
just wanting to ask out of my own ignorance, like do, do the, does the golden generation or the, the, the greats of West Indian cricket cast a similar shadow over the modern uh, players in West Indian cricket or do they tend to give them space and let them do their own thing? I think uh, I think Sir, Sir Andy Roberts is a key voice. And after any series, you'll hear Andy Roberts come out bemoaning the batting, the bowling. Uh, Viv Richards as well will have his have his two pence to say. And I guess it's it's a tough one for the current players because they can never live up to those expectations. I mean, if we look at Shy Hope when he hit those twin centuries at Headingley, the first thing that came into mind was can he revive the golden generation of West Indian cricket again? Which is a heavy burden to place on someone. One good performance. And it's kind of been reflected in the fact he never scored a test century again after that. So that sort of encapsulates just how much of a burden it is for the current players. But Mash, I'm sure you've got a lot to say, but there is certainly you do get players from that generation who are quick to jump in after a poor West Indies performance. I, I will just add that I wish some of them would shut up and never speak again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> about to get your platform cancelled with that statement. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's nice that both podcasts and countries can unite over those things. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a great journey uh, for Australia to learn some of the um, the, the, the 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 names of this current team, but we're we're actually going to learn even more names because Kemar Roach seems to be out. I think Kai Mayers is out as well. Um, and uh, I guess Bonner will have to pass a concussion test, but I believe that the West Indies are flying out a potential debutant for, for the Adelaide test. Yeah, so Marquino Mindley, a pacer from Jamaica, has been flown out. I don't think he'll debut in Adelaide, but there's every chance that Anderson Phillip, who, who is already in Australia, will likely... Well, he debuted already against Bangladesh, but it's likely that he will have to play um, against Australia, which will... I don't want to say weaken the side, but I think one of the kind of things that has hamstrung us versus Australia is that there are so many players in the current squad who've never been to Australia. And I think Santoki and myself have been speaking about the fact that Australia is one of the hardest places to travel or tour, I should say, much less when you're playing a team where every one of their bowling attack is seen as one of the best bowlers, current bowlers in in, in, the, in modern cricket. Mm. And then we're throwing in a team where seven of the players have never been to Australia before. So uh, why don't we add another one and see what that does to the mix? <laughs> <laughs> Boys, um, w- w- what is the most annoying stereotype or trope when it comes to West Indies cricket uh, that you hear from, you know, ignorant big three nation uh, guys? And um, why is everyone in West Indies playing basketball and soccer? yeah i think i think you've hit the nail on the head there the comparison that everyone sort of abandoned west indies cricket to go and support the la lakers or try and play for the la lakers is one one massive misconception i think the term calypso cricket as well is a thing that kind of gets thrown around for anything whenever you see a west indian lose the wicket or, or hit a flamboyant shot calypso cricket and it doesn't really it's a generic term it doesn't really have any sort of meaning but um those, those are sort of the main two things on my point. And just this idea of West Indian players being mercenaries as well. I think from a big free nation, it's easy to cast West Indian players as mercenaries to go after the money. But the simple fact is West Indian players have never traditionally made money from being playing for West Indies and they've always had to find other outlets. So this idea that, you know, West Indian players don't care about the maroon, go after money on mercenaries has been something which has sort of been cast for the past 20 years on, on the players. 
Can I just, just following up to that, like when the West Indies come out here, we just get so many montages of players of old and stuff like that, but it's always set to like a backdrop of an yeah. island and steel drums. Yeah. Like, like when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you know, like Ian yeah, Bishop yeah. or Michael Holding is fronting another promotional campaign, are they just, a part of them just dying inside uh, about just having to kind of uh, just, just keep that, uh, that, that trope up uh, or, or, or would, or would they embrace it? Just sort of occupy their mind right now. <laughs> I have to assume that it's just a necessary evil to embrace it because it, it, it also feeds into the misconception. I think you said at the top of the show, but it feeds into the misconception as well that we're all from the same place. Mm. So, so, yeah. so, so Santoki is is Guyanese and I'm Jamaican. And yeah, we both support the West Indies, but actually culturally there's quite significant differences <laughs> between somebody yeah. from the two islands. So <laughs> I always find it fascinating when the steel drums are used because in all the years that I've lived in Jamaica or been to Jamaica, I don't know how many times I've actually seen steel drums. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, just, it's just interesting the kind of um, imagery that is used to kind of unify the, the kind of global sense of what the region is, but then almost that's the issue. There is no one way to unify the, the, the region. The West Indies is the only thing that kind of unifies the different islands and countries. Uh, and just on that, I mean, that moves into a more serious point. You guys have discussed this kind of thing before. Uh, you, you wanted to record an episode recently about Caribbean identity and what that means in the context of West Indian cricket. I think, Michelle, you, was you were... You were joined by your dad, who's a doctor of philosophy, if, if, focusing on theology as well. And um, it was to analyze whether the West Indies is a failed construct and whether there's any uh, such thing as a true Caribbean identity. Did you guys manage to answer that question in, in a podcast? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm going to let Santoki come in on that topic because he's got a lot to say on it as well. But I will just say that I think we've done two kind of episodes on that particular topic now. And suffice to say, to properly answer that, we're going to need at least another 37 episodes <laughs> to, break, to, break that, to break that answer down. But um, I think in short, in short, there is no such thing as the West Indies in the modern sense for me. I think it's an outdated, it's an it's outdated terminology, which we all hang on, hang on to, to pretend that there is some kind of element of unification um ar around the caribbean but um santoki i'll let you come in on that because i know you've got quite a lot to say on that as well yeah i think i think if you were to sum it up at the world cup we saw a lot of nations you know pakistan australia england sing their national anthems with pride and the west indies are sort of there mumbling along to rally around the west indies which doesn't really <laughs> sort of have the same effect and that sort of sums up in a microcosm the west indies they're sort of unified very very loosely by cricket but beyond that, politically and sort of, especially younger players, there's been a push from um, governments to try and educate younger younger people about the West Indies and the history because they do feel that it is a, a dying concept and what unifies them. And as Michelle said, culturally, I know outside of the West Indies, we're presented as sort of one homogenous nation where we're all the same. Culturally, we're very, very different. A Guyanese person and a Jamaican person is very different. So in terms of cricket, linking the West Indies as a nation and as a unit, if the performances aren't up to scratch anymore, how are you going to sort of maintain that link? And with the another issue, another big issue with the crop of franchise leagues popping up month by month on a month by month basis at the moment, this is just going to tempt players away from sort of committed to the West Indies if that identity is sort of weakening over time. 
We've, we've had so many conversations recently, guys, about, um, you know, T20 cricket, test cricket, where it's going, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and it, it's, it's so hard to know because when you actually are a fan of like everyone here in this show right now is they love test cricket, right? We all love test cricket and, and, and purists, so to speak, or people who really like the game, they love test cricket, but there is no doubt that T20 cricket is the future. And in fact, it's the present as well. And we're trying to figure out where the big bash fits into our summer right now. It's it started off as quite a successful tournament and it's just sort of seems to have faded a little bit. And we're trying to, trying to um, spark it up again, I suppose, but the Caribbean premier league has been hugely successful. It's got a great window in the time of year and it seems to be well followed as well. Is that, is that the case? Do you, do you guys um, have a perception that more people watch the Caribbean premier league than perhaps the national side in a test match? Um, it's an interesting question. So, I think by by I think by financial metrics, I think still this, the Caribbean Premier League is the number two T Twenty league. I'm sure the PSL would say that would say that they they possibly are number two as, instead of CPL. But last I checked, CPL is number two. I think you're right to say that the window helps, mm. um, the location helps, and that's nothing against Australia. Um, I'm sure Australia is a good place to go, but come on, it's easy to sell the Caribbean. You can go on holiday to the Caribbean for a month and that, that, that sells itself, right? Um, I think in terms of the fan base and why it's easier in the Caribbean to get behind CPL teams is because you don't have to support the West Indies in CPL. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can support your own country uh, and their franchise team and forget the woes of West Indies for a good month. <laughs> so, so it's possible. Like, so this year, this year the Jamaica Talawas um, won CPL, and I was able to feel good about myself for the first time for the first time in 2022. So, so you know that, that there is that aspect. There is that aspect as well. But I think fundamentally, like you say, what what helps and where the big bash may fall down is the window we've got. Yeah. And it's it's a fairly protected window mm. um, at, at this moment in time. Whereas, unless I'm mistaken, the big bash is the big bash. Weirdly, almost seems to be competing with its own yeah. international side, which makes mm. no sense whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there, and there's there's less than thirty seven episodes in that, but there's there's quite a few episodes. Uh, <laughs> so so with, with that with that in mind, uh, it, I think it's so easy when and you see this with australian commentators or english commentators when when the west indies visit they always catch the question in terms of oh what have we got to do to fix west indian cricket or to fix the west indies national side aka how do we get the golden generation back again because that was nice to watch yeah. but listening to you say that mash uh and i'll call you mash if that's okay but um <laughs> yes, uh like it th there's actually quite a lot of upside to west indian cricket if you think about it in terms of the caribbean Premier League. Uh, would that be fair to say? What are the prospects of West Indian cricket like moving forward with the way the game is changing? So, Santog, you better answer that because all I'm going to say is we're finished. So you, yeah, I think I think we've 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 talked a lot about about the positives, but realistically, as we said, West Indies is such a complicated region of the world. Every Every nation has their own sort of development system. There's not sort of a unified pathway for players to develop. And that's the main thing. Um, at the moment, we're seeing a lot of investment in Guyanese cricket, but we're not necessarily seeing that in Trinidadian or Jamaican cricket. So if you're Guyanese, you're sort of benefiting um, 
almost unfairly compared to the other islands. So until you have a sort of structured pathway for players in the Caribbean to make it into the West Indies, we're always going to be at a disadvantage because at the moment it's almost as if if you happen to have a government who value cricket, um, prioritise cricket, they're going to invest more. Um, and that's not, it's not necessarily streamlined across the region. So structurally, there are massive issues about how do you create a unified pathway to ensure players do get structured learning and sort of structured development going forward. And that's something we'll need to address within long term if West Indies still do exist as a cricket nation within the next 15 or 20 years. Um, just one more question for me, guys. I, I know that, I mean, the results in Test cricket, as you said earlier, at home especially, have been fantastic. But um, what happened in the World Cup here must have been an absolute fucking kick in the dick because you guys have got so many great players. And, you know, Nicky P captaining, well, he was there. He's not anymore, obviously. But, like, like that must have been absolutely dreadful. I mean, Santoki and I predicted that we'd struggle to get out of the group. So I will, I will publicly say that... I expected it, but I didn't expect it to be as dreadful as it turned out to be. Um, what I would say is that we are currently suffering a hangover from not doing any succession planning. Mm. So when you have a generation of players that win two World Cups in the space of four years, and then they all retire at the same time or all leave the scene at the same time, you're going to suffer. And in our case, they all left the scene at the same time. So just for clarity, we're talking about Chris Gell, Kyron Pollard, Sunil Narine, Andre Russell, DJ Bravo, just to name those five, right? Mm. So they all leave the scene at the same time. And the simple reality is the players who are now coming up, they're not as good. And I'll put in brackets yet. I don't think they'll ever be as good, but they're certainly not as good yet. And then what's then happens, and if, if I equate it back to some of the points you all raised earlier on, with the proliferation of T20 leagues, it's now possible for teams that are previously seen as quote-unquote weaker, well, everyone's playing T20 cricket. So all you need is a cohesive system, a, a good coach and a good set of players, and you would easily bypass um, the, the West Indies. Um, I, I think... I think we still got some players, but we certainly aren't heading in a in an upward tick. That or we're not we're not we're not heading in an upward trajectory at this moment in time. Boys, uh, Mash Santoki, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I guess the summary is that uh, West Indian cricket is finished. Uh, and um, <laughs> if you want to understand some of those processes, I in basketball. A, yeah, everybody basketball and soccer. That's what I took from that. Yeah. No, I mean, one thing I like about you boys is that, like, when we get explanations about West Indian cricket in Australia um, delivered by the greats, it's usually to the backdrop of. Um, highlights of them bowling really fast and your mind just drifts off just watching fucking wheels go past their head so you're never actually listening and also they don't like cricket they love it yeah that's right <laughs> some steel drums and you know <laughs> caribbean is just one area yeah uh but but you boys are actually covering it in a real way and obviously with a good amount of self-deprecation as well which is great so um i know you you said to us off air boys that just to say to go to the website but these boys they have a podcast they got youtube you can support them on patreon they're covering west indies cricket in a real way they got hoodies they got merch but if you want to go to the website what is it boys go to www.caribbeancricketpodcast.com nice one well really appreciate it boys catch you next time um and uh, we'll get a bit of steel drums just to intro it <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you very much to the boys from the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Um, where's my agenda, Pez? All right, let's talk about what the fuck is going on there in Ralpindi. Yeah, England hit it. 657 in the first innings, Pakistan 579. And then England, this is, we're recording this on uh, in between days four and five. Uh, so England declared it. 264 for seven. So that meant Pakistan were chasing 344 in four sessions to win. And at the moment, Pakistan are currently 80 for two. So that's 260 something to win, eight wickets in hand. It's going to be a great finish. But the but the broader conversations about, uh, you know, they're, they're willing to lose a game to win a game. I mean, I don't, given this game had started when we last casted, yes. uh, I feel even that is like too – like this was the most fucked up scorecard I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Uh, Weren't it, they at 170 at lunch on the first day? They yeah. scored 170 in the first session. And yeah. I, I, don't, I can't even be sure that was the fastest scoring rate in the match. Uh, in, in This is per Ali Martin Guardian. In the 250-year history of first-class cricket, no side has ever lost – after putting as many as 657 runs on the board in the first innings. Interesting. That's right. Sort of have a losing angle on this. Like, uh, <laughs> But looking at that scorecard, pretty much every player was going better to run a ball like yep. with, with their striker, even the guys down the bottom. Yep. Duckett 100, Crawley 100, yep. Ollie Pope, Harry Brook. Yep, so uh, Crawley 122 off 111, Duckett a little slow, 107 off 110, Pope 108 off 104, and then Harry Brook 153 off 116. Yeah. Now what was, like, you look, then you go down, oh, what did Stokes make? Oh, he missed out. And then I read yeah. the reports, I'm like, now he was going for the fastest 50, 50 ever. ever. Yeah. In test yeah, cricket. And got 41 or something like that. Um, Harry Brook hit six fours in an over. Can I read you his quote? Uh, he said, they were all bad balls. I just try to put them away, really. I was probably happy with that over the 100. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what sorcery is Brendan McCullum casting over yeah. this side? Like, not just this side. Like, this is English cricket. Now, we know that the truth is English cricket has been quite innovative all the way back to starting the game, mm -hmm. just about. But uh, th this is some fucking sorcery shit. I, I want to know what he's doing and yeah. saying yeah. to just win these guys over. Maybe just have a cap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they dropping caps now before they go to bat the fucking seeing things. I mean, look, you have to say Stokes too. He's the captain. Right. But uh, – this this matchmaking that Rob Key's done between Ben Stokes and uh, mm -hmm. Brendan McCullum is fucking unbelievable. Now Ramiz Raja at one point said this is an embarrassing pitch. Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty fucking. Yeah, flat. but is it any different to the series when Australia played there? I don't know. I don't. I, I, wasn't I mean, there. I mean, I don't know either. But you took a look at those scores; they were really hard graft. And it seems to me the um, external factor is that England's just fucking teeing off and going at sevens. Yeah. Look, Pakistan's made 500 on themselves. But no, they to, have, they to, have. To, but but to, to make that many runs, 657 at seven and over. Yeah. And then and then they went out the second innings and made 264 for seven in 35.5 overs. <laughs> they scored 921 <laughs> runs from 821 balls. They were going at 7.36 yeah. in, the, in the third innings. It, it's, uh, Root's batting left-handed yep. at one point. Yeah. Will he's, Jack's he's, taking he's, a sorry, sorry, for those who haven't seen it, he's literally... He's actually shaping up left-handed. Yeah. He's not switch-hitting. He's literally shaping up left-handed. Uh, it looks good, by the way. Of course it looks yeah, Yeah. But, I'm, you know, look, we're going to wear. People are going to hear this after whatever happens in the game. Hey, but, uh, you know, like I'm looking forward to – like they have, they have done 
this is literally the rub hitting the road of trying to save test cricket. Like this is actually what you do right. if you were trying to make the game appealing to people mm-hmm. and trying to also like uh, synthesize the like white ball and red ball cricket so that it's actually easier for your whole squad to play. Like this is how we play the game now. That 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 wicket is so fucking dead. Mm. Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes' tactics have kept this game alive, mm-hmm. which is such a service to the game and also making it hugely entertaining. But but it's like if they <laughs> if they if Pakistan managed to get these runs, yeah. very much looking forward to going oh, like, man. well, look, it's just yeah. a bit of naivety mm. on, on behalf, you know, right. on the part of England yes. and Brendan McCullum and the team yeah, here. Of course. You know, yeah, they're sort yeah. of pursuing entertainment goals. Yeah. They want to go around like rock stars. Well, yeah. and yeah. I also then it will also give rise to like, well, what do you want to do for the Ashes? You can't get this done against our boys, yeah. though you can and you will. Uh, yeah, and it's just one of those things because Australia just won that three-match series there in the final session on the last day of the third Test match, and that's mm. and that's how you sort of go and gr- go about these things. You graft them out, yeah, and you end up winning the series. And what Brendan needs to understand yeah, is, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I will be calling him Brendan by his first name. Mm. A little bit of condescension, actually, mm. quite a lot of Brent, uh, condescension there. Is that you know I think that most people actually observe cricket in full series senses. You yeah. know, a full fifteen-day experience. They they don't sort of drop in and out and just sort of tune mm. in for some highlights mm. here and there. They actually watch the full. Uh, full gambit of a series, you know, there was a whole thing. So, you know, winning your test matches here and there, that's all well and good. But, mm. you know, unless you get that series victory, then what's the point? It's a, it's a, it's a lovely gesture from England. It's a nice to, gesture. To give us a bit it's of an nice exhibition gesture. of yeah. how you might enjoy the game. It's fifth versus seventh in the World Test Championship. Right, you it's know, twos. It's, it's twos. It is, it is World Test twos. Mm. Well, Test twos. Come in. What they've done is fucking remarkable. <laughs> it really, it really is. Uh, you know, all the uh, Zach Crawley uh, again. Ali, Ali sent this through to me. Zach Crawley uh, was asked to sign the Royal Pindi on a board for guys scoring hundreds. Big old board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. he turned around. They gave him a pen. He just wanted to sign it on there. And then they're going to obviously engrave it and stuff. Got it. And uh, he he turned to Rubes, uh, Danny Rubin, yeah. and he goes, "What they make again, Rubes?" <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't kidding. He wouldn't make. It's like pretty, you know, you would have thought like, I mean, how many people have been calling for Zach Crawley's head, you know, and he's just mm. made his hundreds like, well, I want that make again. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's the, I think the term in Ali's article is the evangelical zeal yeah. of England's commitment to just scoring at pace, winning Harry Brook, caring about, you know, boundaries rather than hundreds and yeah. milestones. You know, it's pretty impressive. It's oh, pretty it impressive. Is unbelievable. But, but if if but, Pakistan, yeah. if Pakistan reel that totally, you know, can throw uh, down, like yeah. throw well, down. It's a sort of, it's a tactical game, and yeah. sometimes Test cricket requires some patience. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's amazing. England might get relegated from the World Test Championship if they keep losing <laughs> these games, these series. I just quickly, mate. I know it's not in the agenda that, but uh, do we mention last week that the hundred had a had a four hundred million pound bid? From private equity? No, I, uh, no, we, we didn't mention it. I think we were supposed to, but we didn't mention it. Oh, right. Yeah. Just uh, reported to be about 75%. Richard Thompson, the chair, said no, it wasn't 75%. But uh, Richard Thompson just said, uh, you know, that would LSG went for a bill. We're going to need a couple of bill to get out of bed for this. Oh, but really? Just, uh, Go out of bed for it. Yeah. Yeah, he okay. didn't use those words, but essentially, that was that was a reply email. No, he, he didn't um, channel Brad Hodge again and go that. Ah, <laughs> couple bill to go for bed for him. Oh wait, was that him? I don't think so. I don't think that was quite uh, him. But no, yeah. something happened. Yeah, no, uh, that, was, that was his cousin. Anyway, so uh, just just interesting one to note. You uh, know that uh, uh, private equity Bridgepoint Group, I think they're called. Yeah, they came in with a bit of a bit of a bid there. For, uh, for for white ball cricket, I also noticed that uh, in this game, just uh, just sort, just saw a thing from a, uh, I saw a thing from a tweet. It good, was a, good, it was, good, good. It was a video of um, it was after a drinks break and, and Leach was bowling and Joe Root walked up to him, took his hat off, and then literally put the ball on his head and then like with like the 
with the tips of his fingers, like rolled the ball around Leach's head yeah. to shine the ball. And Leach was just like stood there yeah. while he was doing it. It was like, what the fuck is this sport? Yeah. It, I found that interesting. Look, I'm going to have to look at that Actually, it was Actually, no, so it was Tay Linders, the, uh, our friends over there in the UK. Tay Linders tweeted that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I saw it. Like, uh, I'll have to have another look because it didn't appear to be like uh, sort of simultaneous laughter. As that was happening, it was it just was, like no, it was like, a thing that they, they were had trying to get about. the sunscreen off his head, basically, yeah. and get yeah. it onto the pill. Yeah, uh, and they were trying to get it to go reverse and stuff like that. But, right. Um, the fact that they were doing it without laughing, you know, like yeah, here's here's a bald man, yeah. and here's a bit of good luck as we shine it on his bald head. It was it was just a, just another piece of innovation from Baz's boys. I wonder if that plays into the selection of uh, of Leach in the side. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what the fuck is going on over there, but it is remarkable. Wouldn't that be great, actually? Because they're a little bit off uh, using sunscreen on balls and stuff, aren't they? But it's like, if you've got to sunscreen your lid, you know, then yeah. then you could you could put all manner of stuff on there. All manner of stuff. <laughs> Reef oil. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Could be, yeah, interesting. Thicker oil. Bit of sunscreen with some BB cream in there. Mm. Interesting. Something to think really about. Really interesting. Um, Bangladesh and India are... are uh, entwined in a series at the moment. I think they've got two oh, tests coming up as well, and got, they're playing some ODIs at the moment. Um, India, they, India are full strength. Um, also, Kuldeep Sen played his first game for India in this in this, uh, in this this first ODI. India made 186. Only Kale Rahul stood up. He made 73 off 70. He was also keeping. Mm. Shaky Bel Hassan took 5 for 36. And then Bangladesh won the game with one wicket remaining, about four overs left. But the most remarkable thing is that um, the 10th wicket partnership uh, was 51, I think it was. It was right. a 51 run stand and it was it got fucking wild at the end so so bangladesh were, were chasing well they were chasing 186 and they they were cruising as it was like 130 for four or something like that then they lost about five for none and then i think it was like, that was like five for two or five for four or something like that and then they needed 52 off um a bunch of overs with one wicket in the hand they did it but like it was getting wild at the end where um there was a there was a i think it was a, it was a chahar was bowling i think it was it was like a shoulder high no ball miscued and then the batters ran and that was when they needed like three to win and then they ran there was a direct hit run out chance went upstairs and he was safe but then that meant that uh so then they ran an overthrow as well they needed like one run off like off several balls but it was a free hit and they got the job done because so there was a bit there was a bit of uh catastrophizing about this uh kale rahul dropped a catch as well yeah now people online obviously blowing up about the era of uh you know dravid and uh rohit sharma their, their leadership post Coley and um, Shastri, how successful that was and hasn't been as good. And you look at like India's year that they've had, they've lost. It's actually been a really bad year for India in terms of like the games that they've lost. Um, they lost the South Africa series. Um, they uh, they lost the fifth test, didn't they, that was replayed for the, in, in England. They lost that series. They didn't make the final of the Asia Cup. They got knocked out of the World Cup in the semifinals. Yeah, good point. They're losing games against Bangladesh. Now, that's the thing about Bangladesh. I feel like anytime Bangladesh win against anyone, it's like completely unacceptable. Yet Bangladesh, I think ODI is actually their, their preferred format. They actually get a pretty decent record. But um, but still, now you know the story here is 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 though largely though it's a remarkable tenth wicket um, stand win. Uh, the India uh, the story does feel to me a bit more like India. Like they just. I've just lost fucking heaps and heaps of games, but I had a great time covering the IPL, so you know, got to factor that and, in. And or maybe they've actually been going at the like the average rate for Indian cricket. Like they maybe, always have, yeah. Maybe they've just always been like this, and it was just the win against Australia uh, at the Gabba Mate, that honestly, really really shows how fucked Australian the Australian men's side was at that time. Yeah, yeah. 
forget who was coaching, but um, no, bring him back. Hey, just just quickly, because we've just received a note from um, T20 Stars manager. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you, you can use a promo uh, Xmas. Two five for twenty five percent off all fucking gear. Oh, more all value! Are you talking about more value? More there, value. Xmas twenty five, Xmas two five, twenty five percent off all gear. Pre Christmas shopping, fill the stocking. Twenty five percent off all stuff. Fuck, sorry about the value. Jeez, once again. Sorry, I apologise in again, advance. I apologise. The Australian women are heading over to India as of this week. Their first game is on Saturday, obviously against India. It's a five T20I series. It's basically a warm-up before the World Cup, which starts in February, I think mm. it is. That's in South Africa, yeah. though. Mm. Um, uh, Lisa Healy is captaining. I think it might be the first time she's ever captained the side yeah, because be, yeah. because um, Meg Lanning has obviously had a break since the Commonwealth Games. She is not playing the series, nor is she captaining, obviously. No, no, no she's, she's, she's captaining, she's not playing. Um, and then Rachel Haynes obviously just retired, who was the vice captain. So that led uh, the opportunity for Lisa Healy to captain. And Tali McGrath is vice captain. Right. And uh, I, I heard Lisa Healy talking before, and she was worrying. Uh, she was wondering whether to take the role, or not wondering if it was the right time for her to captain, or if it might be a chance to look to the future. And obviously, Tali McGrath in the last what? Well, how long's Tali McGrath been like permanently in the side? A year. Oh, yeah. That made me like that. Mm. So for her to be vice, I mean, she is the future. I mean, yeah. she's a fucking gun. Yeah, weapon. Um, anyway, so that is a series happening over there. So that would be interesting to say the least. Obviously, as well, the, the women's IPL starts in – it's straight after the World Cup. It must be end of March, I think it is, before the men's IPL. Uh, anyway, so I guess what I'm saying is that series is just uh, just playing for playing for contracts, uh, just like Cam Green was in the uh, in the White Ball series according to Josh Butler. Playing, <laughs> playing for ink. Was he saying playing for ink? It is. I like that, yeah. Tattoos. I was doing about tattoos, yeah. Um, all right, Pedro, should we get into some hashtag AskTJC? Not before our sponsor commitments. Uh, <laughs> so I'll give you a choice. There's some new copy uh, for okay. Manscaped. So, they, are, um, are they throwing out new copy every week? I hope it's good. Um, that would be good. But just giving you a choice here. So uh, you, you can do it's the, the theme is stocking stuffer, male, female, or female sexual? <sighs> male, female, or female sexual? Let's go female sexual. All right, good choice. Not that I've read it. Um, all right, uh, 2022 sexual female host stocking stuffer copy intro. <laughs> <laughs> Santa baby, it must be a holiday miracle because the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are providing the tools your man needs to stuff all your stockings, if you know what I mean. Wink emoji. Nice. That's right. This holiday season, Manscaped has vowed to make sure your man's tree standing tall with two presents underneath. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting. I know I'm getting my partner for Christmas. Trust me, ladies. Santa's cookies aren't the only thing you're going to want to get your hands on. Nice. Have him join the 7 million other sexy lumberjacks. Thank God. 7 million other sexy lumberjacks. <laughs> That's so funny. They've got to retire 6 million. Who yeah. <laughs> use Manscaped TM and get 20% off us free shipping at manscaped.com with code TJC. Oh, baby, is it cold outside? Um, uh, you know, when you just say like, when I, when I read female sexual, I want like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be like violently sexual, but just like, well, no, if you want who, your who man to that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but like, that's just, that's, I guess it's just innuendo and it was, mm. the innuendo wasn't strong enough. I, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, talking points, ho, 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 ladies, naughty or nice, tis the season for your man to perform. And I'm not talking about gift giving. Imagine that. Imagine your partner said that to you. Tis the season to perform. <laughs> like you're hearing it at training and you're hearing it at home. Yeah, okay. That's that's a bit like I think we need to talk. Like, mm. Oh fuck. And you, Is it how's your performance? Run through your run through your brain like every single thing you've ever done. Yeah. 
just a little performance review. Oh. Yeah. It's a season to perform. It's like, as well as all those September birthdays. But, uh, <laughs> uh, eight, eight goals before the start of the season. Inside the lawnmower body trimmer, uh, the bit which is the best trimmer on the market um, for his balls, back, chest, the list goes on. Back trimming. Back trimming, okay. That's interesting. You ever got around that? No, nah, I don't need to though. I don't have that predicament. Yeah, I've, I've a little bit, but... I've never thought to trim. Yeah, you know, okay, like to, yeah. Because to, then it, you, you're just snowballing that bad boy, aren't I, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that does feel like a gateway before yeah. before you know it. The just just the ankle taping, uh, shaving just heads a little bit higher up into the inner yeah. thigh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got your weed whacker, your ear and nose hair trimmer. Don't forget their famous liquid formations: the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver. Right. Anyway, use the code TJC at manscaped.com. It will be good around Christmas, well presented, well packaged, etc. Tree standing tall to give something there. That's testicles. Uh, T- TGC, manscaped.com, 20% off. Hashtag AskTGC is brought to you by Ponting Wines. I was floating around Ponting Wines' website before, Pez. Yeah. Um, because you know me, I do enjoy a Pinot. I do enjoy a Pinot. We'll be drinking Ponting Wines on stage at uh, Yes, Adelaide. we will be. Yes, we will be. Uh, and we were indeed invited to the winery, weren't we, to, uh, for Ponting Wines, but um, mm. we, we have commitments outside that, so we can't, uh, we can't, we can't head over. That would have been a nice thing to do. Um, but I was just looking at the Ponting, the Ponting Milestone 257. That's a, that's a Tasmanian Pinot Noir, Pez. Yeah. Now, with TJC, with the code get a few. Yep. Now, you're talking about value, right? So you head to pontingwines.com.au. Let's say you wanted a six-pack of Ponting Milestone 257 Tasmania Pinot Noir 2021. And let and me I tell do. you, I've had it before. It is delicious. Yep. Now, let's say you want six of those bad boys. They cost 350 bucks. You chuck in the code, get a few. comes down to 279 You're saving – what are you saving there? 70 bucks. You're saving 70 bucks on, a, on, a, 70, on 70 a case of wine. Back, back in your pocket. <laughs> get out of here. It's delightful. Uh, I'm looking. Look, I'm just on the website now, mate. As well, um, order today T- for Christmas delivery. Yeah, tis the season, mate. Tis the season. I just, I just went straight to the Pinot because you know Pinot is my uh, tipple of preference. Mm. Sydney boy, obviously lighter, bit of sun out. Yeah, exactly. Though you know, I find that I find that. Uh, what do you What do you have? And if you like, if you just had one glass of wine with dinner. Mm. Because if I was doing like if I, I was like doing a, a little bit, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like the best wines you can have is like a like a Shiraz yeah. or maybe even a Cab. Yeah, ri- rich. Yeah, a more, more rich one. But like I just like for a, a longer experience of an afternoon, I'm mm. going to go with the Pinot, just a little bit easier on my palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For longer term, that's yeah. what, that's what I'm looking at six packs. Ponting wine, Ponting wines is offering. He's, he's, he's got you covered there across all. Pontingwines.com.au. Order today. For Christmas delivery, it's free shipping on orders over two hundred bucks as well. It's just valued nonstop. Use the code Get a few. I've already told you discounts that you're going to get. It is absolute discounts deluxe. Pontingwines.com.au. All right, let's get into it. Hashtag Ask TGC. Cooper wrote him. He said, "Boys, it's recently come to my attention about how ridiculous that game really is. Wow. Last week, I was sitting at home watching Scotland and Zimbabwe, much to my girlfriend's delight. When halfway through Zimbabwe's batting innings, a scorecard popped up on the screen." Knowing more about Taiwanese table tennis than she does cricket and being the inquisitive little cherub she is, she asked me what LBW stands for. I frowned and looked at her with a sort of disgusted expression before conceding to actually having to explain what I then thought was common knowledge to all. Yeah, it feels like your problem, Cooper. Mm. Not really knowing Especially how simple... calling your girlfriend an inquisitive little cherub. <laughs> <laughs> Not really knowing how simple I had to make the explanation, I drew no line at dumbing it down for her. And then he, as he says... 
So when the bowler balls the ball, when he when the bowler bowls the ball at the batsman and the batsman misses the ball, but it hits them on their leg pads in line with those three little things sticking out of the ground, the eleven guys are the eleven guys who aren't the batsman all scream at the umpire until he puts his finger in the air. <laughs> I have seen it work like that way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And if the appeal is good enough, they often get scared and they give them out. <laughs> That's right. And have an erection at the same time. <laughs> and then someone will say, one for us here, boys. Anyway, Cooper goes on. I think I got to the phrase leg pads before realising how much of a nonce I am for rather playing this game than what I get my dad doesn't, well, than why I get my dad doesn't watch me play and would rather have it taken up tennis. Um, yeah. Not really a question, I suppose, just a, just a comment. Yeah. Uh, nonce, nonce game realises he's a nonce when he's explaining it. Thinks he's kind of, kind of like, thinks he's... Alfring his girlfriend, he doesn't know the LBW rule. Uh, so there's, there's have, nothing more beta than knowing that rule. I ha- yeah, exactly. Uh, and as you, uh, sorry, I stopped you there, mate. Uh, law. <laughs> knowing that law. That's right. And you said batsman as well. I mean, that is not woke. <laughs> I have had the issue before about having to explain what LBW means. And there is, there is actually no way to phrase it in a way that's like, oh, okay, I completely understand that on the first go. Yeah. Even explaining the offside rule in football is difficult enough. You can do the full Monty thing where like you actually do it as a dance and you can explain the offside rule. Now, now we're talking, if yeah. I was to give that if I was to give that version yeah. of just like, okay, what's what's doing here? Yeah. What's 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 that about? Full Monty's a good film. Really good. Really good. Yeah, well, where do you start with LBW? Like it has to the, the, the ultimate principle is the umpire like you haven't used your bat, and the umpire thinks the ball's going to hit the stumps. Now, there's obviously a well, couple, well, of, a couple, couple of dro- no. Well, there's drop downs there, you know. Well, no, like, the caveats, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, the person hearing the information is like, yeah, but what if the ball hits them outside the line <laughs> of a, dr- a line drawn between the umpire between both <laughs> sets of stumps? <laughs> okay, yeah. what about if he was playing a shot? Yeah, yeah, well, no, right. I, I've just seen him skip down the wicket. Here. Was he past the three yeah. meter mark? <laughs> now, is that umpire's call? Exactly. Now, if if fifty percent of the ball is yeah. hitting, yeah, on only of the of, of the offside on yeah. the offside it works. Leg side, yeah, no good. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. What's a leg stump? Yeah, that's right, leg stump. Jesus off stump. Where does yeah. the offside come from? Mm. I, I don't say leg side, but uh, someone's going to write mm. about that. Mm. Um, can I can I read one more to you, Pez? Um, it's about so cheating. Light switch issues on and off. Do you want to read the next one? Oh yeah, go on. Okay, I'll go. Uh, anon hashtag AskTGC. It's anon again. Uh, have I got the right one? Yeah. yeah. It's a non again from Wine Barrel Country, SA again, lads. Only this time we are dealing with some cheating in the lower grades of the Barossa Wheelie Bin Stuff camp that is believed to be on par with Sandpaper Gate. Okay. To set the scene for you, lads, it was a rainy morning in Lindock and the team in question won the toss and wanted to have a stick. Question mark. Never stick. <laughs> it's raining. Said team then got absolutely bundled out for fuck all, 117. But it should have been less if the captain didn't give the young kid a bowl, one for 29 off three. Then the fun got started with our opening bat going to town and making about 50 brackets of the team eventual 95, mind you. But then the classic collapse occurred to a point where the skipper found it fishy that a 14-year-old could swing the ball after 20 overs? Question mark again. At drinks, Skip went over to investigate the ball and found that there were only two pieces to this ball. Oh, yes. Skip then informed the other Skip that they are using the incorrect ball, brackets two-piece instead of four-piece. Imagine explaining this to your girlfriend as well, the, the, yeah. the little cherub. Where he was, <laughs> the inquisitive little yeah, cherub. Where he was greeted with, we are allowed to. It's in the rules, buddy. 
That was enough. Turns out after the game, the team only received a fine for this monstrosity. Do you think this is a slap on the wrist, lads? Should our club hold fundraisers to offset this amount so we can so we can cheat and win as well? Is this just a case of the rich clubs get richer? Let us know, lads. Also, tees have been a lot better since Malala were held accountable, lads. Keep up the good work, lads. <laughs> that was a previous question. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. That, that, one, that one came over by Patreon, so some yeah. of that reference might be lost if people who aren't on patreon.com forward slash cricketer okay it's in the rules buddy it clearly isn't because they've been fined mm. and also why would that be in the rules it's just not how could yeah, they so, and like where would what would the delineation be then you could use any ball any ball yeah tennis ball, ball. If you want it. yeah yeah <laughs> golf ball i mean gilchrist used a squash ball he's, yeah. he's had that one time didn't he um so a golf ball fly if, around if you yeah would if you uh have you ever hit a golf ball with a tennis racket Oh, no, but I fucking love it immediately. I'll See you later. That's therapy. <laughs> um, okay. If you use a two-piece ball in a tournament, which in a, in a competition that you must use a proper cricket ball, yeah. how can you not be, how can the other team not be awarded the points for that day? Or like you be deducted points in the competition? It's, it's, it's wheelie bin stuff. That's a, what, fine, that's a, fine is a, a fine is a severe punishment. That is a severe punishment. Like a fine for club cricketers. It's already fucking expensive enough. I wonder how much the club's been fined. Yeah, I mean, taking money off a club, what what, the, what does that yeah. do other than just like expedite their disintegration? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just stop playing. Like you're not allowed to play anymore. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I'd like it if the fine was so much it bankrupted the club for using a two-piece. <laughs> I mean, obviously wouldn't like that. But yeah. uh, like in terms of cracking down on that monstrosity. I mean, it is like a, like a two piece ball gets right into the psychological areas of cheating as well. Like, you know, there's nothing kind of more galling as a cricketer when you're in the nets mm. and someone beats the bat and you pick up the ball and you inspect it fucking, yeah. uh, you know, like you, 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 ins- you, you, you inspect it, like looking down on it, spitting mm. at it, you yeah. know, like at this absolute disgrace right. of morality. Uh, but this is just in a game scenario now, you know, like, 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 it, it's very underhanded using a two-piecer. And, and it's deliberate. Yeah. It's deli- like you, cause you can't acquire, you can't accidentally acquire a two-piece yeah. ball. Everyone who get lays their hands on it, looks at it and goes, yeah, that's two-piecer. But I mean, what and the like, fact that the fact that everyone in the field didn't mention that it was a two-piecer. So they were all in on it. So mm. it's deliberate act. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just cross that bridge. It's deliberate act. They're mm. using a fucking two-piecer. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, part of me is like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But it, you know, not that you'd ever sort of relegate yourself to playing that stuff where they use literal auto bins as stumps. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they draw the stumps on, you know, or you <laughs> sticky tape. <laughs> and the umpire just decides, did that hit the sticky tape? They're spending so much money on electrical tape to put on the auto bin, they like, can't afford four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you, were, if you were part of that, wouldn't you feel... A, like a bit of a fucking cuck, like a bit of a beta going like, See, that's we're, the thing you, I we're don't using understand. a two-piece, so like a bowler comes in and just rips one part, probably not even ripping one past the bat. It wouldn't count, like, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's a two-piece. Because, you know, obviously in grade slash premier cricket, anything mm. that isn't premier, anything that makes you feel like you're not playing in a test match yeah. is just should be given the widest berth possible. Now, like any time... It's an offence to your anytime, existence. Any, like I don't see professional players having to move the sight screens. Yeah. You know, I don't see uh, yeah, the MCG guys, you know, with their dog walking walking behind the bowler's arm. I see it a lot happen in the stands, but that, that gives rise to more professionalism. Like so many people come to watch me play because mm. I'm so good that, you know, so I can, I can cop that. But, you know, when a guy is just reading the paper with his dog walking <laughs> on the field, that doesn't feel professional. So that should be given the widest berth possible. Exactly. Having to do drinks for yourself, you know, yeah. having to do covers. These are all acts which aren't professional. Yeah. So the idea that so people would be performing 
or playing the fucking thing with an illegal. Mm. Now a bit of sandpaper. No, don't get me wrong. That's 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 above board for me. It's fine, but that that's in the realm of skullduggery. Perfect. That's skullduggery, skull but that, that, that's sort of that's uh, honor among thieves. Yes, you know everyone's doing it. Yeah, uh, maybe not that particular way. <laughs> uh, maybe and, not, and maybe not for that amount of time. Right? Yeah, a couple of years, mm. probably. Maybe. <laughs> Are those three guys held that secret for a long time? Um, so the, the idea that you would be running into bowl with a two piece, nah, that is fucking yuck. But a fine for me is nah. That, the, the fine for me is 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 it, it seems too harsh. But losing points, deducting points, yeah, I'm like, on board I, for I, I just think you what should, if your team makes the finals, lose the game. Yeah, yeah. But you know that has issues with play HQ and stuff. There's issues in putting data with all that. Yeah, kind of course, of, of moment, course, so, of course. Uh, I would be more inclined if teams, if uh, sorry, if teams started getting uh, awarded points or, or receiving fines for for lack of quality tea. Yeah. The tea stuff has really affected me the last few weeks. Yeah, me it's too. Really, really thought about well, it. Well, hearing about people using fucking two pieces and BYOT. Yeah, what's that's doing? like, you know, perhaps we've got the conversation all wrong about the existence of cricket, like the existential issues facing cricket. Everyone's mm. talking about, oh, what are they going to do the rights deal? How much content's out there? It's like, mate, let's get fucking tea back on board for starters. <laughs> and Can let's, we sort out the get, fucking Lamington situation first. Let's get first. teams a fucking poor, a four-piecer. Yeah. For God's sake, Jesus before we start talking Christ. about this bullshit. You know who I blame? The players. Knee. <laughs> I blame Pat Cummins' knee. See you guys in the internet. No wonder later. he did a quad. 